Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Welcome to Killing Time. It's a spooky killing time hosted by two girls, one ginger. We're here for your viewing, not viewing. Well, maybe viewing. Maybe we'll put this on Patreon and listening pleasure. How are we doing, guys? Scary. Spooky. Spooky season. Spooky. It's spooky. Spooky season. Spookiest there ever was. (laughs) This, I guess, is officially our Halloween episode. I know we've been like... Kind of talking about Halloween stuff, but we're going in on Halloween today because Halloween is this weekend. We hope you have your costumes ready. We hope you have some candy to hand out to the little kitties. Are people even trick-or-treating anymore? I don't know. Are they? I think so, but I don't know if I was a parent in this day and age, that would be a thing for me. Um, So I'm not sure. I would love to hear from parents about what they're doing. Like, is it safe? I think that maybe you go with your children. I think it's maybe still, there's too much controversy for Halloween. Like, what if you <laughs> knock on the door of someone who's got like a flag you don't like, or like yeah. a sign you don't like? Yeah, or do you think people, people are skipping houses for the kids? I don't people know. People are skipping houses based on political preference. I don't know. Saying? Some people are for sure. A hundred percent. That's insane. Yeah, let the kids let us, have their candy, man. Let us know in the Facebook group. Like, if you have a kid, are you trick or treating? What? How have times changed since we were kids? Because I just remember when we were young. I'm there was a thing, or maybe when my sister was, there was a thing called like Safe Halloween, and they would do it in like nursing homes. You know what I mean? Where it was like, oh, oh every nursing home room got like a fuck ton of candy, so it was like kids didn't have to go to a bunch of houses, and they knew it was. And then you also visited the seniors. Like it was like they were doing safe Halloweens at schools where it was like you could go door to door in this establishment to all these different rooms and make it cute and safe. So I don't know if that's like people are still. uh, Yeah. There was a mansion that was like there's so my neighborhood was like, you know, like a residential neighborhood. And then for whatever reason, right in the middle of it was like a 10 acre mansion, like huge property. So we'd all go there first because they'd hand out full-size candy bars and you could just grab them out of a bucket they had like oh you could just reach your hands in and grab as much as you wanted it was incredible that's the house that's the house everybody talks about Mm -hmm. um yeah i want to know what people are doing these days i don't think there's any fun in just doing it at a nursing home i know it's like also good for the inhabitants but i think there's something very special about going house to house you know well, if you're the one trick-or-treating it's only fun if you're like breaking rules and silly stringing stuff and yeah. smashing a pumpkin you're not supposed to like yeah that you know harmless kind of harmful but not fun victimless crimes as we say yeah um jared and i did a, cu- a little bit of pumpkin jack-o'-lantern carving last weekend you guys did a good job indeed. very spooky 
They turned out pretty good, I gotta say. I feel like uh, I feel pretty good about mine this year. Yours, Jacqueline, was awesome. Your mom did an incredible job. Most improved I, from last year. I know. Jared always uh, impresses me with his skills, his I artistic think, abilities. I think you've what shown you know? me his pumpkins a few years in a row, and that I always concur that it's like impressively like he's suspiciously good at it. Yeah. I'm. I Where must I'm be like, creative. I don't know. Yeah, maybe somewhere. <laughs> You, you, yeah, exactly. exactly. We, can't, we can't forget. We can't forget your dad. Bill's pumpkin every year is just like oh, out of my... control. Good. He's just like the best artist I've ever met. He's that's awesome. He well, you the, guys, he did the Cheshire Cat this year, and it was like, ooh, perfect. it was like a do- like Dolly did it. Yeah, he's it was awesome. just so good. Well, he's you guys just keep on with your pumpkins. I'm doing a new thing. It's called realistic Hollywood, like Halloween decorations, like okay, realistic. I just want shit that looks really realistic. Like we have this big black chandelier Ooh. and I got these very real looking birds. <laughs> for like it. taxidermy or what? They're like fake taxidermy, but like, cr- like ravens to like perch on it. Like I'm going full, Ooh. like realistic, creepy. I got a thing in the bathroom. That's a wash your hands thing. Jack, I'm going to post it so you can see it. It's two plague doctors being like, <gasps> wash your fucking hands. It's a sign pointing to the sink. So I'm going like realistic, like this could be real decor and I might just confuse you. I was going to say, are you going to keep it through the rest of the year? No. No, it's only for Halloween. Yeah, it but it's going to be like bin. chic chic seasonal. I'm okay. calling it. I love that. I like that. this idea. Right? That's, that's a great idea. I love I'll that idea. Picks. Okay, are we ready to jump into the day? I think we should. So today is October 22nd. Well, October 27th. And you guys, this was a, it was hard to find a dark day for this day. But on October 27th, Marilyn Monroe and Dode. Joe, wow, you guys, I can't talk today. Marilyn Monroe and Joe DiMaggio got a divorce. Mm. Now, the reasoning why they got a divorce is very interesting. And it all stemmed from the infamous scene in that movie, The Seven Year Itch, where she's in the skirt and the white dress over the, um, the subway grates and the vent. And she's like holding down her skirt. So that iconic scene and basically what made Marilyn Monroe, Marilyn Monroe is the reason why they got a divorce. Why? You know like he wasn't down or what? was he like, he was just so jealous. He was very, very jealous. And I guess to try to promote the movie, the director kept inviting all of the public over to watch the scenes being filmed. So there was all of these like creepy, perverted men that were watching her do this scene being like, higher, higher, like, let's see more leg, like blah, 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 blah. And he was either there or he found out about it. So that night when they came home, they got into this crazy fucking fight and he ended up hitting her and she <gasps> She had all these bruises the next oh day my God. that had to be covered up with makeup. So it was like three weeks after they filmed that scene, she filed for divorce and she was like, get me the fuck out of here. This guy is abusive and she was out, but it was yeah. all Good. Get out of there. That, that was sucks. like the straw that broke the camel's back for them and their relationship. Cause it obviously wasn't the first time that he was jealous or abusive, but that is kind of what led to the divorce. 
Well, irritating that Joe DiMaggio has such a great reputation still somehow. I didn't know that he was a domestic abuser. Yeah. Sports sports has a tendency sports. to do that. They love yeah. to just like kind of just spackle right over that shit. And it's really kind of a, uh, I mean, this, that's a much, much bigger day, conversation. They do that. But yeah. yeah, sure it's, do. It's, it's really fucked up. Yeah, yeah. If they can help a team win, who gives a fuck? So <laughs> um, it said that they were divorced just 274 days after they were married. And in her filing, Monroe accused her husband of mental cruelty along with everything else. So that is our dark day. And I could have gone into a whole Marilyn Monroe thing, but we have already done that. And there is an episode of Killing Time. If you want to kind of do a deep dive into the dark side of Marilyn Monroe and her life, it, she didn't do anything, but all of the darkness that was surrounding her, you can. But we're going to dive into something else that's a little bit spookier later. And more than, seasonal, ooh. might we add. And way more seasonal. But until then, we have got some bitching to do. Please rise. Court is now in session. All rise. Call the first witness. How do you plead? Guilty or not guilty? All right, welcome to On The Stand. You know the drill. Every week we bring a person, place, thing, an idea to the stand. We're either loving it, hating it, and we tell each other why. Then we have a healthy discussion. Vote if it's guilty or not guilty. Bring it to Instagram. You vote if it's guilty or not guilty. And you can also give us your On The Stand. You can call in because we're going to read or play one today for you, I think, if Alexis has pulled one, right? Oh, I sure did. But before we do that, let me tell you what our phone number is. Yes. So you can call us and give us your own on the stand confession. So, so this is just for on the stand. We have a different number for first DRC, but on the stand number 818-446-6889. And again, that's 818-446-6889. Call us and tell us what you're putting on the stand, man. They're so good. And uh, we kind of do, we have a lot of people calling for On The Stands, so much so that we've done full episodes responding to your On The Stands on our Patreon. So if you haven't joined our Patreon, go ahead and join. We have so much bonus content over there, four episodes a month. That's a lot of fucking content. Hella content. Get in there. You got to get in there. <laughs> get on in there. Listen to Jared. He shepherds the entire process. He knows how good this stuff is. giving people IT help daily. Yeah. He really is. They're like, how do I get the RSS feed? I don't know. And Jared's like, mm, IT guy, we don't pay him for it, but he's doing free work. Here's the link. I believe I have the link right here. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so who wants to go first around the stand? Should we share our firstie on the stand first? We usually do that last, but we okay. can if we no, want to start with it. I couldn't remember. We haven't had one. <laughs> we haven't recorded a fresh one of these in a while. I know. That's probably why we're so like, and I, I don't have a drink yet. So, you know, I'm really, really uh, uptight doing this. Buffering. She buffering. I am buffering. Uh, do you want to go first, Lex? Sure. Um, so I have something on the stand that I discovered the other day Ooh. that I didn't know was a thing. But I found myself free one afternoon. Mm. Something got canceled, like a happy hour thing got canceled. And I was like, wow, I don't feel the need to rush home because I had plans. So like, I'm just going to go to home goods. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go shopping for like Halloween stuff. Love a home goods. Right. Just like some spooky seasonal things, maybe some outdoor pillows. Who knows? A new bath mat. You know how Ooh, things go when you go to home yeah. goods. We literally got a new bath mat yesterday at, at home, home goods. Home goods? <laughs> yes. Yep. Sometimes they have a coffee table book that's like a diamond in the rough. Like it's oh, a yeah. really, you know, you can get really lucky at home goods. So I go to home goods and I'm perusing the seasonal section and I see something like everyone knows that it's too early to be decorating for Christmas. Everyone knows yeah. that. Yeah. It's October. It's Halloween time. 
what I saw was so blasphemous. I shudder to find the words to explain it. It was a spooky Santa. Oh, it was a Halloween Christmas hybrid. It was a wreath that had like autumnal and like a few candy corns and some like Chris. It was like Halloween Christmas hybrid. And it was like Santa's in their Halloween costumes. Okay. And like, uh, like Santa putting out a jack-o'-lantern of the North pole. Like Mm. it was hybrid decor. And I was like, absolutely not. Like, yeah, there needs to be, there's a delineation. There has to be between like autumn cornucopias, acorn squash, scarecrows and spooky to like reindeer and elves and Santa and Hanukkah stars and dreidels. Like there needs to be a clear, like autumn has its moment. Yeah. And then our winter holidays and not like, you know, the Christian and Jewish and all the world holidays that are around that time. There needs to be a delineation. I completely agree. I think this is very bizarre. Thank you. Um, I, I agree too. The but only time that it's okay is like a nightmare before Christmas. I and was going to say that. That's exactly where I was going to go but with that's this. Because, different. But that's but because not even it's, like Christmassy, really. But that's it's, it's own confusion about it. Yeah. They, too, are like, why do I like Christmas? Like, I'm spoopy. Why is it like they, and they're still confused? The identity is confused as it, it should be. And it's like only Tim Burton can really do this correctly. Like yeah. only Tim Burton can bring these two conflicting things together and create something that works. And only in claymation, yeah. frankly. I'd, li- I'd like, like to see I don't David think a Lynch take a stab at it, it too, honestly. But uh, yeah, I, mean, I think you're right. I mean, a Fincher could do it, maybe. I mean, I feel like <clears throat> I feel like uh, you know the reason Christmas is such a great like vibe is because you're done with the spooky season and you're on, you're on the, it's done. Mary, it's over. you're jolly. Yeah, you're on the happy side after Halloween and after, you know what I mean? After you stuff yourself with whatever you're going to eat for Thanksgiving, and which still is it's kind like of Christmas you're, you're territory, hedonistic and then you're resting and jolly. Mm. Well, it's like, and mm-hmm. you get two full months to celebrate Christmas and to, and to decorate for Christmas and to do all the Christmassy things. Like you start doing that on, on November 1st. Halloween, I feel like when it turns October 1st, it's over before you even know it. And I wish we had more time for Halloween, but you can't really celebrate Halloween in September. Like it's an October only kind of thing. So nah, Christmas ha- is profitable, baby. We're trying to push that consumerism forward into the year. We want I mean, Santa Claus decorating for Halloween. I don't like seeing the Christmas mm. decorations in Target right now so spooky santa is a big no-no is what you're all saying and you know what to each his own there might be some people that really like doing the hybrid but it's not for me well then none of them gets their due a hybrid is like a watered down version of each yeah you know like like you need to have the delineation because they each deserve their due you know they're the both they're the two best like holiday times of year yeah you know um you want a big autumnal thing you want to go hard for autumnal you want to go hard for winter I agree. Guilty. Keep them separated. Guilty. Guilty. Um, okay, I guess I'll go next. So my I'm putting on the stand having weddings on holidays. Mm. Specifically Halloween. Now, I knew somebody that had a Halloween wedding. This was probably over ten years ago they got married. Um, and I did you go? 
No. I ha- I was working or something, but I have mixed feelings about a holiday wedding, specifically a Halloween wedding, and I only think it's okay if your participants can dress up in a costume. I don't like the idea of taking over Halloween from the people and then making them dress in like a black tie outfit or at least have everybody dress black or something like that. Does this would, happen often? Uh, this happened to somebody that I knew. Often enough to know somebody, I guess. Okay, often sorry. enough. No, they ha- everybody had to just dress in their regular like wedding attire on Halloween night. There was nothing spooky about the wedding whatsoever. So it's like, if you love Halloween so much that you're going to have your wedding on Halloween, you would think that you would want to celebrate Halloween a little bit. A masquerade ball would be so bomb. Oh like my God. super sexy Victorian dresses with like little half face masks or like yeah, any like an sort of shut kind of a thing or something. Eyes, yeah. If you did that Ooh. for your wedding, that'd be sick. In fact, taking notes because that would be so fun. <laughs> see, I don't that, hate it. I, I really don't hate for it. You, guys. For Halloween, but you need to lean into it. You have to lean into the holiday. Really don't take it into, away. You got to really lean into it because people would like go all out for that. That would be mm-hmm. such a fun thing to do. Yeah. Like have some sort of a theme or like a costume ish like thing to it. Don't just have a very normal. Cause it's like, if you want to celebrate your wedding anniversary on Halloween, you obviously love it. So you don't a- accidentally have your wedding on October 30th. <laughs> Unless it was just super yeah. discounted. Uh, no, I don't think it was. It was so it was so bizarre. But any other, you know, I think like a, a New Year's wedding is fun if you're gonna really go all out and it's like gonna be a fun fucking wedding. But like don't have a, you know, half-assed sad wedding on New Year's. I've heard a, lo- a lot of New Year's weddings. Like that's something I've heard about a bunch and I'm just like, I can't believe people would do that. But maybe, <laughs> but I guess if it's your immediate family, I mean, if yeah. you have a small wedding and it's like exactly who you'd spend New Year's with anyway, that sounds great. But if you had a massive wedding, it'd be like, I don't know that I I'd guess go. if the idea is everybody's going to get dressed up and drink their asses party. off. It's an excuse anyway, for people to party. However, so you better now make you're it a taking fun away party. one of those days because your wedding could have been another one of those days. I'd like to go exactly. to two of those. I want now more. I have to do them on the same. It's like if your birthday was on Christmas. We want more of those days. We should sp- they're so fleeting. We should spread yep. them out. See, that's why I don't even want to get married during fall, like the later fall at all. You're like, like, I don't want to sacrifice a single day for my wedding. I don't. I don't want to sacrifice a spooky day. That's why I'm like, September sounds good. (laughs) Because I don't want it to fall on like a day that I could be going to a pumpkin patch. That's true. I don't want to waste it. Don't want to waste the wedding. Nor should you. All right. So Halloween weddings, guilty. Guilty. Unless unless it's like a ball or like a costume party. Guilty with the caveat. Guilty. Well, yeah, you're right. Okay. Caveat. Caveat's fine. Um, okay, I'll go. For for mine today, I think I'll just go with the um the traditional idea of like a sexy Halloween costume. Ooh. Um we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording and Alexis, you were like, Yeah, I'm sure all guys like love like a sexy Halloween costume, right? Wrong. I think they do. Wrong. Not <laughs> yeah, this guy. R- Jared, yes you do. Hold on, wait. Let me finish. Oh my god! Of course god. I do. I'm cool with it. But hold on, I love a memorable. It's nothing is funnier to me than like when I see a whole group of girls like doing Halloween, and one of them has chosen to do like a wacky costume that's like completely covered, non-sexual. You whatsoever. know what you guys are talking about? Euphoria. You're talking about when she was Bob Ross. Oh my oh god! Oh my god! Exactly. Yes. When Mon exactly. Apatow is Bob. Bob that Ross shit to me instead of is, like a sexy oh. character when all the girls in Euphoria were sexy and she was Bob Ross. I was like, holy shit. No. I think it was like the first time I ever laughed in Euphoria. You, it is you the stand out more. Shit. 
And you know I what? Especially, you need charisma to pull it off. But especially these days when like everybody, like it's almost low hanging fruit to do the sexy costume, which I love to do too. Like I'm not knocking it. I do it all the time. But like it does take a, a lot of confidence if you're, especially with a lot of girls that love a sexy costume to do the like ugly, like squid word or something like that. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Well. I'm, of yeah, of and course well. I'm cool with either. However, I think it is really fucking hilarious when somebody, when a girl rolls up and she's like, I think, was it Afton who did Freddie Mercury? Like that was yeah, Afton one of the Freddie funniest. Mercury. And she did Eleven from Stranger Things. Yeah. She shaved her head. She did. Do she's done some costume. legit. The Freddie Mercury one yeah. was really good. Yeah, but she got those even like well, teeth. like yeah, me and Jack did the Shining Twins the other year, and I thought that was like one of the funniest things that, that we could have thought of. And like, I, you know. I love a man in a dress, like a burly man in a dress <laughs> for Halloween. And Jared loved it too. He's like, wait a second, like this is so fun. We're on to something here. The dress yeah. is sh- a shocking piece of technology. I didn't realize how comfortable Freeing that was going to be. be. That was lovely. Why do you think Jack wears that barefoot dreams robe all over the place? I know. I know. You just have. Imagine how easy it would be. Just wearing a blanket. Yeah. yeah. It's and the nothing best. else. Yeah. Um, okay. I think that non-sexy Halloween costumes are not, are guilty. not guilty. Not guilty. I love. I them. love them. Love them. Ah, love it so much. Okay. Okay. So now that you've heard are on the stands, you know what's next. We need to hear from one of you who's Ooh. called in and so graciously shared your grievance with us. It's important. It means a lot. And uh, we're going to listen to it right now. Hear it out. Hello. I am calling for the on the stand. So my on the stand today and every day are hometown local commercial jingles. I work at a funeral home and I do not need to have in my head 7777 KD Freeway. I do not need to be singing the Houston leveled concrete.com. Don't settle when it sinks. Trust level concrete. That's level concrete.com. I don't need that crap in my head all day. I am prosecuting it. Thank you very much. Okay. Uh, first off, <laughs> how do we know you don't work for this concrete company? If I worked for a concrete company and I wanted to get some free advertising, I'd put this on the well, stand and I'd sing the jingle, say the phone number she and did, the city that it's in. She did too. That's why she can't work for both. No, I'm just kidding. But I mean, honestly, if you're great. That's a good idea for marketing. There, there are two, uh, two, uh, attorneys in Phoenix, uh, learner and row is the way to go call something 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 8900 or something and it's always in my head i'll wake up with that shit in my head mine is yeah you won't get a lemon from toyota of orange you guys know that one? Oh yeah do you guys have I'm new do you here. guys get the gettle the gettle air conditioning no goe ttl will keep you cool but it's hard to spell Oh my god! <laughs> Amazing. And it's like they're the best. It's like I I work with my dad when I was little, and he's on a roof holding a flashlight for his dad working on an air conditioning thing. I'm like, this is incredible. You know wow. what? Those those jingles, Jared would know. People pay big money for those jingles. <laughs> they do. They really do. It's like I. It would be. Um, it would seem easy to do. Like doing music as like my career. I thought like I could get into it and be like, oh, this is no, it's not. 
they're catchy for a reason. Those people know what they're doing. That's that's hard to come up with a good jingle, especially when well, you're just given like an air conditioning fu- company oh, yeah. and a phone number. Like, that's they're what literally you're working, sleeping but... with a piano next to their beds and they're coming <laughs> yeah. up with it in a frenzy in the middle of the night. Like They're like tra- taking notes of everything they think, looking yeah. for it. It looks really hard, actually. Well, Jared's <laughs> friend did the Home Depot jingle and he's just yeah. like rolling in the dough. I'm that sure. Shit bangs, too. That's such a good it jingle. Zaps. It's like all over TikTok and shit. What? Like his Spotify numbers are out of control. You're it's kidding. so funny. It's actually a good song. Like it's a really good song. Oh, Man. It's amazing. That's the dream right well, there. Well, you know that song like Drop It Low, 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 Low. Well, now every grocery store is using it. Have you guys noticed that? Like oh. every Ralph's commercial, every like stop and shop. Yeah. Because it's yep. like prices going low, low, low. And I'm like, wow. That's- I don't remember who wrote that song, but. There's another it. there's another grocery store out here. I've seen the commercial where they they do. Uh, I like the way you work it, and it's oh, got to bag mm-hmm. it up, it's which smart. I thought so was good. pretty clever. So but smart. Yeah, anyways. you know what? These they're annoying, but they're, they're annoying wholesome. On they're kind That's of they're like for. a slice of Americana. Like it's sort of I don't know. I don't hate them. I don't. It's hate not them gonna. Either. I you know what? And honestly, I'm, they're pretty. They're pretty catchy. They're like a good. They're that's. That's why they're in their but, head. They've done their job. That's why it's distracting to you. But I see good. where you're coming from. I do. I get it. Like it, it's the, at the end of the day, it's annoying, but it's meant to be annoying. It's called the irritant, yeah. Uh, which is a thing that's used in even pop music. Is you you get as close as you can to that lo- that line of being annoying without crossing it too far, and then it just sticks in people's head. That's what catchy things are. Like it's an irritant. It's this thing that like you can't. It's like so catchy you can't get it out it's almost frustrating Ooh. and you know when she wants to what was the type of company that was cement when she needs some new cement you know who she's gonna think of first that fucking company Mm -hmm. like they did their job Mm -hmm. yep and now we all are yeah all of us we all know they're in houston if you're if you're houston local you probably know it but totally been reminded free publicity all right well when we come back it is time for some true crime rewind Okay, so it comes as no surprise that I have absolutely no idea how to cook. I don't want to learn how to cook. It's not really my thing. But when I tried Factor meals, it was a freaking game changer. So Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. Yeah, two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. So the first time I tried Factor meals, I was actually blown away because I'm like, that's it. That That's all it is. Two minutes and the meals are so delicious. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. And you can treat yourself to restaurant quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, ooh, fancy, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Like I said, they're so easy to prepare. I love them. So head to factormeals.com slash degree50 and use code degree50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code degree50 at factorymeals.com slash degree50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. It's almost summer and the best and most sustainable way to shop for a new season is on therealreal.com. The Real Real is the largest and most trusted source for authenticated luxury resale. It's the only place you'll find brands like Hermes, Cartier, Prada, Dior, Stodd, Zimmerman, Jacquemus, and more for up to 90% off retail. 
10,000 plus new arrivals land every single day from hundreds of brands you love, all authenticated by a team of in-house experts. Whether it's that perfect wedding guest look, a new summer sandal, an updated beach tote, resort wear for your summer vacation, you're bound to find exactly what you're looking for, plus deals you won't get anywhere else on therealreal.com. Visit therealreal.com and use code FIRST at checkout for 20% off. Terms apply. Yeah, it's rewind time. Okay, so this is actually something that I had prepared for a couple weeks ago, but we ended up going through all of the nasty, nasty candy, and it had inspired us to do the Bean Boozled game because, you know, <laughs> nothing is better than a Jack jelly bean. Jack loves game. And a jelly bean that, you know, tastes like dirty socks. So I think it was, we had like the M&M day. That was like the dark day. So I started looking up, you know, the whole uh, time in history when everybody thought that Halloween candy was being poisoned by strangers. So this kind of all started in the 19... 70s i think it was because we all remember like back in the day it's like be careful go through your kids candy because there might be razor blades or poison or whatever in the candies but it turns out that this like like someone pissed in the bowl of candy who knows like anything anything someone dropped it on the floor like don't eat it so this was never a thing it ended up becoming like you know spiraling out of control And it was called the poison candy myth. So the poison candy myth is an urban legend about malevolent strangers intentionally hiding poisons or sharp objects such as razor blades, needles, or broken glass and candy and distributing the candy in order to harm random children, especially during Halloween or trick or treating. So this is like a modern cautionary tale that, you know, parents are always like checking their candies, making sure there's no contamination, etc. So how did this come to be so there's this man named joel best he was a social sociologist and professor of sociology and criminal justice and he sort of studied this whole phenomenon and it was known as halloween sadism and he found that there's very little precedent for parents to be concerned about what's in their halloween candy so this all happened in the 60s and then what kicked it off is dear abby starts writing a column and she's the one that sort of like like made this into like what it was and what everybody was like freaking out about because she she, like started that hysteria like she put gave it a platform yeah she gave it a platform writing an annual column saying that a lot of kids are being killed by contaminated halloween candy and you have to be very careful and then this is also around the same time the police departments are sort of getting all of these like you know, things that parents can do for the safety of their children. Like it was sort of the news was spreading in a way that an everyday person was sort of seeing. And they were like clickbaity, like, Oh, is your kid going to die from Halloween? Like fear mongering clickbaity type, Mm -hmm. like, uh, reporting. Exactly. So that's sort of what, you know, kicked it off into being what it was. So there were like a couple cases that I thought were interesting. So in 1959, That Halloween, a California dentist named William Shine distributed 450 laxative laced candies to children. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Poor parents. Why, dude? Why? Why would you do that? Why are you doing this? Come on. Unreal. 
And 30 of those kids fell ill, and he was later charged with outrage of public decency and lawful dispensing of drugs. Another case in 1964, a disgruntled Long Island woman gave out packages of inedible objects to children who she believed were too old to be trick-or-treating. You showed them. (laughs) What a hill to die on. Like, imagine... It's she like was, her on the stand, but like with a vengeance. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. <laughs> she was being like the, the trick-or-treating age police. And these packages contained items such as steel wool, dog biscuits, and ant buttons that were labeled steel with the wool. word ant poison. What's an What's, ant I button? Dude. I think it's like you put them around crazy. and they kill the ants. <gasps> like pellets and to kill ants? What? They're pellets to kill ants? I and don't that's know. You, Okay, little, don't little, quote us on this. Poisons. We don't know. We'll look it up. Yeah, we got to look into that. We don't know. Nobody was injured, uh, but she pleaded guilty. And then, obviously, all the hysteria about the Tylenol poisonings, which did kill people, added to all the fury uh, for the Halloween poisonings. So, we also went through... We did an episode that we talked about um, the dad that ended up poisoning his son's pixie stick. Do you remember that? Yeah. Well, yeah, and he reported it, and he was the one who made it, drew attention to it, and kind of was the source of that urban legend, is right, is mm-hmm. the understanding. Yeah, and I think he ended up poisoning or trying to do something to another, a couple of other kids in the area, but it ended up being that he took out a life insurance policy on his own fucking son, who he killed, that was like two or three years old, and that's like the reasoning, his motive behind that whole thing. So it's like literally the sickest insane that's an insane thing to do it's so fucked up so fucked up like come on come Um, on is right come on man all this shit i'm just like yeah why why do people have to put all this stuff out there for other people like suffering for other people it's horrible that's right jared what is wrong with these people i I feel i'm now i'm really mad you can hear it in my voice (laughs) it's shaking with anger yeah. Don't get Jared mad. Okay, so the only you get time spicy Jared, no one wants a spicy Jared. Look nobody out! Wants, nobody wants a spicy Jared. So the only times that I only found two cases of people actually tampering with other candy in like the history of Halloween candy. So one was in Minneapolis, Minnesota, in the year two thousand, and this guy James J. Smith. He was forty nine years old, and he was charged with felony adulteration after four teenagers told police that they received chocolate bars that were later found to contain needles. One of the children was reportedly injured by the needle after he bit into a chocolate bar, but did not require medical attention. And he was unfit to stand trial. And the last update on the case was the petition to have him committed to a mental health facility. So he was obviously struggling with mental health, but thankfully none of these kids were actually injured. And then the last case was in 2018. So this was only a couple years ago. And it was an 11-year-old that was charged in North Carolina for putting sewing needles in Halloween candy, which were distributed to trick-or-treaters, and they injured at least one other child. So that was a little girl that did that. Well, I don't think oh 11-year-olds are, know what they're doing. No, they have no <laughs> idea. Um, and that's a horrible. That's horrible. You need to, Everyone needs to supervise their kids. But 11? Come on. I know. Well, nobody actually ended up dying from this. So, dear Thankfully. Abby needs to stop writing these fear mongering and I mean, fear mongering. But it was like, it's kind of like one of those things in the beginning of like the satanic panic, sort of a, it was in the same realm as that, like a modern day 
Myth. I was thinking about just like the whole. Well, you can't compare it to Salem at all, but it's it's the idea that somebody says something and then everybody's looking to that person and then they take that as truth and then everybody freaks out. Hysteria is a crazy thing, and I mean when it involves your kids, I'm sure it's even more of like a paranoia that sets in. I, I would probably feel the same way if it was like all over the news. Like you would definitely think twice about letting your kid go out and and eat candy from a stranger but i think oh, over yeah. time and knowing like you said it's like this didn't happen that like there aren't that many cases of this really at all like Mm-mm. people drink or treat every year and so the number's pretty low well but, and it's it's the same you know. like type of statistic i guess you have for like homicide where it's usually somebody that you know where in all the cases that were accidentally you know uh deemed as like a stranger halloween candy kind of thing ended up being like a family member or somebody that they knew or a friend like pulling a prank it was staging or... as random it was state like it was staged to be random but wasn't right you know, the mass majority yeah so i think that you're fine i mean maybe check your kids candy just to make sure i guess i'd probably check it if i was a parent also but... check to get first dibs yeah, no. that's what's up. Like that's yeah. why you, oh, you wrong tell with this them one. tell them it's for safety, but it's really for you, girl. You work hard yeah. or guy. And, and them, you know what? Us. Everyone works hard. Skim your kids' candy first. And you know what? It's very rare. Hundred grand bars. So go and grab one of those. Snickers are also good. Mm. Take five. Mm-hmm. You may take five. Nobody puts those out for trick or treating, but take five. Because they're so good. All right. Well, um, these people did some bad things to people that they knew, but we're going to hear the worst things that you people have ever done next. You are a horrible person. What's the worst thing you've ever done? So we've heard about some really, really very naughty people who've done some really bad things with candy, which is just despicable on its atrocious but now we're gonna hear about the worst things you guys have ever done so let's just get right into the first one hi y'all i was just listening to an episode of killing time and thought that i would call in with the worst thing that i've ever done um i was married to well currently i'm trying to divorce a sociopath, um, a narcissistic sociopath, and it hasn't been fun. But when we first started dating, or first got married, and the first incident happened where he put his hands on me, afterwards, that night when he was sleeping, um, I super glued his penis to his stomach. And so whenever he woke up, that morning with the morning wood, I'm sure you all can uh, <laughs> guess what happened. Um, that probably isn't the absolute worst thing I've done, but that's the one that comes to mind. It was obviously a mistake, and I did get punished for doing what I did, but I did get a little bit of gratification for about five years. Um, Jared. Oh okay. no! So when we were watching this, listening to this, Jared's eyes got really wide, like okay. super glue on a skin yeah. or super glue on a penis. Jared, like, <laughs> give, I was him, just give thinking, me a response. I don't know how much skin he started with on that thing, but he definitely lost a good amount. I mean, there's no way. There's super glue is like. I mean, getting super glue on your skin, it's so hard to get it off. 
I can't wow. even imagine the sheer pain that that would cause. Like that. Oh my god! Made when you get it on your fingers, you're like, "Fuck! Fuck! Like, fuck!" Imagine waking up and that's the first thing that you you realize. Like that's your how dick you know. super glued to your stomach. Well, did I? The first thing I'd be like was, "Did I deserve this?" Mm. Well, we don't know. We don't know how bad he is. If he's a sociopath, he might have gotten off easy. I'm going to stay anonymous for this, but I've been married for 20 plus years. Well, about 20 years. Always a big fan of going out with friends and girlfriends. I think it's important to have time away from kids and away from your husband. Went camping with some friends a couple years ago. Um, we had a trailer, had a great time, had drinks, um, played some fun card games. Somewhere throughout the night, there were four of us. We all ended up topless. Everyone was kind of kissing and touching, pants stayed on. But it was definitely um, some bisexuality going on. First for me, never happened before. Um, a couple of the other girls were openly bisexual. Um and so I guess I'm kind of wondering if I never told my husband um, or anyone for that matter that this occurred, if that is cheating. I'm wondering where that falls in the realm of things, if it's for friends and things just kind of got out of control with some drinking, if um, some kissing and um, how PG does this have to say, upper um, trust. Touching and kissing and some lap dances and stuff um, qualifies as cheating. I'm not sure if it does or not. I've never told my husband, never told anybody else. We're all still friends, but not we. Very few things have occurred since. Like I said, I've been married to a man for 20 plus years and I have kids. So I would say this qualifies as one of the worst things I've ever done. Um, because I've never cheated on my husband, and I'm not sure if this qualifies as cheating or not. So listen, the over-explanation of <laughs> all of it, I think, I think you need to calm down. And I think this was sort of not a big deal, honestly. Like, I don't think it's that big of a deal. If it's like, we touch each other's boobs and like, it's just, I just think it's whatever. If you were drinking, I think have an honest conversation with any partner about who you are, but I yeah. don't know that this was catastrophic to your relationship. I wouldn't think so. Well, I mean, everybody has a different definition of what cheating is to them, yeah. right? Like True. some people, you know, have completely open relationships. Some people think that you flirting with somebody through a text message would be considered cheating. Like, the idea of what cheating is to you is just on a completely massive spectrum. Sure. But I think the guilt that you feel about what you've done might be a little eye-opening to where maybe your relationship would lie in those the spectrum of what cheating is, but you know, for you it was like a it was kind of like a f fun night, I guess, but like I well, would definitely be I don't know. I just think well, it's no matter what's not catastrophic, like whether no. it's like you, Hey, I actually did this and I probably should have said, said something like an apology I think would fix this. I don't, yeah. I think no matter what, like a conversation and some introspection could get you really far. Well, it, it just, it depends, right? Like if you're, if you haven't 
brought this up because you feel guilty about it, that's one thing. If you haven't brought this up because you don't think it's a big deal, that's another thing. Yeah. And and also, I think the conversation is more about communication mm-hmm. and being able to talk about it within the confines of your relationship and try to work through it. I mean, hopefully you're with somebody who would be able to like hear you out and, and understand and, and whatnot. You know, I, it, it's like Jack said, I think it's, there's, there's such a sliding scale for how people are going to look at this in their relationship. Personally, I don't think it's that big of a deal. It feels like a non-issue, but somebody might not feel the same. I don't know. Yeah. And if it meant something to you, if it meant something to you, that's also different. Like if you're like, Hey, um, I want to do more of that. Explore a little bit more. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think, uh, introspection would be a nice next move and then figure out what you want to do from there. But I would not say this is the, if this is the worst thing you've ever done, you're a pretty good fucking person. I would not beat yourself up. This sounds like necessary to understand yourself. So take it in stride. You got this. Absolutely. Um, I think that that is the end of our episode. And I think there's only one thing left for Alexis to do. Um, so I have an interesting hybrid today for the Costanza stanza. It's, it's like a poetic link, like clip hybrid. Okay. Mm. So the title is called, it was only a Twix. It started out with a Twix. How did it end up like this? It was only a Twix. It was only a Twix. <laughs> I'd like to report a problem with one of your mechanics. When did you bring your car in? Yeah, right. I'm going to get my car repaired at a dealership. <laughs> Why don't I just flush my money down the toilet? Sir, what exactly is the problem? One of your guys, Kip or Ned, short name, stole my Twix candy bar. Are you saying he grabbed your candy bar away from you? He might as well have. I caught him, and his face was covered in chocolate and cookie crumbs. But you said it was a Twix. Oh, it was. But he claimed it was a Fifth Avenue bar. Maybe it was. Oh, no. no. Twix is the only candy with the cookie crunch. What about the $100,000 bar? Nope, rice and caramel. Nougat? No. Positive? Please. You know they changed the name from $100,000 bar to 100 grand? All I want is my 75 cents back, an apology, and for him to be fired. I remember when you used to be able to get a Hershey for a nickel. What's the one with the swirling chocolate in the commercial? They all have swirling chocolate in the commercial. Not Skittles. Alexis, you I didn't did think George Costanza liked candy, but here we are. Your creativity knows no bounds. It really is. It's like even when you're feeling down, you can pull something out of your ass all the time. Ah, love you. It's guys. your special gift. You guys are the best. Wow. That was a treat. All right. Well, we'll see you next week, peoples. Bye, friends. Later. Bye.